Hello, I'm Morgan Freeman, and welcome to Wewa. Enjoy the show. Hey, welcome to Wewa, also known as What Are You Watching? Where he, Ben, say hi, Ben. Hi. And I, Phil, ask each other a very important question. What are you watching? And we attempt to answer those questions for each other. Ben, good afternoon. How are you, sir? I was unaware it was afternoon, but it's you know, more of an evening. When, isn't when it? you don't record for X amount of time, mm-hmm. you kind of lose, lose weeks your off. bearings. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it is very good to be back. I could not be more excited. That's good to hear because we uh, are uh, going to kick off today's episode with a uh, little bit of housekeeping or Ooh. news and notes, uh, news from around the league. Uh, and our first uh, bit of news to, to handle is that uh, we're back from our two-week hiatus, mm-hmm. and uh, we have some news on the social media front. We have left Twitter. We're technically still there, but in spirit, we're really We did not delete the account, <laughs> but as a person, who who would you do you? How much time would you say you spent on the Twitter account for our old our old Twitter page? Uh. Not very much regularly. It was more. I check it, in every once in a while, but you write, you handle the p- editing of the podcast, and you handle all like the write ups on the pod, and mm-hmm. then I I do the social media. Sure, That's yeah. kind of the the yeah. unwritten rules that we've assigned. You, you, it's very obvious which social media posts are mine because they're very different and often really stupid. Well, I, I'm not gonna say that mine are stupid, but I just I'm more of an Instagram person, so yeah, it's yeah, finally yeah. time that we switch to Instagram. So if you are so inclined. You can follow us at w a y w a wa underscore podcast. Not too complicated, but uh, our profile picture is a picture of Hawk celebrating his All Valley Tournament Championship. Uh, my greatest achievement on this podcast was predicting that. I think so. I thought you were going to say your greatest achievement is Hawk winning the All Valley. Well, you on, just identify with him on, so much on the podcast. My greatest achievement is predicting it yes in life yes, my greatest achievement is vicariously winning the all valley tournament <laughs> through hawk. your championship through through hawk no you did call that in a long time before it happened too so thank you thank you i appreciate yeah, yeah. that yeah. That's, I, I appreciate when people remember how right i was about things and let's just hope we're equally as right about the uh last season of cobra kai being a expanded universe spinoff where they go to the world championships in China and go against Jaden Smith being Dude, trained by Jackie Chan still would still be so sick. Well, would we be hope. so sick. Um, where, where do, where <laughs> just send just Netflix, just post an address. Tell me where to send the check. I'll do it. I'll send it today. <laughs> Netflix probably needs you to pay them. <laughs> Stay afloat. <laughs> the uh, 20 bucks a month ain't cutting it anymore. <laughs> Phil, we, we got to Oh, you want China. HD? That's 40. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But should we, should, let's, let's do a quick rundown on uh, the rest of the news that I picked up uh, throughout the week. Um, from Amazon Prime, we got the first glimpse at a The Boys spinoff show called Gen V. Hadn't heard about this being in existence, but the trailer looks about just like you would expect for The Boys. Very gory, very superhero-esque, but just not including any of the boys. Uh, apparently, there's a potential for a dodgeball sequel. Really? There, Vince How long Vaughn, has it been? It's been over a decade, that's for Man. sure. Um, says that he's pitched an idea to a studio and they seem to like it. So we'll, we'll see where that goes. Uh, and then on Netflix, 
We got the first looks at the Witcher, the Blood Origins spinoff show. Looks pretty cool. But also, we never really talked about Henry Cavill leaving the actual Witcher. So I'm actually not excited about any Witcher news anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got the first look at Bung Joon-ho's. Do you know? remember Bung Joon-ho? I probably should. Parasite director. Oh, yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. his. The, we got the first little teaser of his movie that's coming out in 2024 called Mickey 17, starring Robert Pattinson. And wow, you must be beside yourself right now. Yeah, no, I'm pretty pumped about that. That should be fun. And then a movie that didn't do too well in the box office, despite being just filled with star roles, uh, Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, uh, all sorts of people. I'm not going to go through it. Uh, Amsterdam is now starring on HBO Max. So I'm going to have to check that out, see why I didn't do well in the <laughs> theater. Uh, maybe because I didn't go. Come back with your professional <laughs> diagnosis. And then... <laughs> Breaking news, right before we started recording this podcast, Wonder Woman 3 has been canceled by DC. Bringing our, uh, what do we call this, housekeeping? Uh, Yeah. Housekeeping uh, of all things entertainment to a close. Did you see uh, the new Bad Batch trailer? Did you even watch the first season of Bad Batch? I've still only about two-thirds of the way through it. I keep meaning to get back to it, though. Now that Andor is over, maybe I'll get back to it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I can only ever watch, like, one Star Wars Yeah, no, it doesn't work to cross over. And uh, I I can only – I I have a really tough time. Anything – the – I'm stumbling over my words. I'm still getting back in the habit. But I I have a tough time going to, like, multiple IPs, like, at a time Mm -hmm. when we were doing House of the Dragon and Rings of Power at the same time. That was just like so much content, yes, yes. And my viewing cadence on Rings of Power really suffered because of it. Like House of the Dragon, I was there every Sunday night because that's what I do with HBO. You know, mm-hmm. it's like every Sunday at eight, I turn off whatever I'm doing and I watch the HBO episode. Like the last few weeks, been watching White Lotus, you know, and then I do House of Dragon. So with Rings of Power coming out on Friday, just being a new cadence, I just that one always. I was always like an episode or two behind on Rings of Power, yeah. but got caught up on time to watch the the finale pretty quickly but i i can only do one thing at a time really you know yeah yeah i feel so i guess i'm technically not doing one right now so maybe i'm about to start my rewatch of the all of the lord of the rings movies but oh yeah yeah i i I told myself i was gonna do that after rings of power but i guess rings of power didn't quite inspire me enough to Mm. go back and do that well, it got spoiled, maybe maybe my so. experience with rings of yeah. power. Yeah. <laughs> Not gonna name any names, but uh, I, I I also apologize. Um, do you have any other uh, news that you'd like to bring to the table besides uh, the no, no 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 no? Uh, I did see a poster for it, but I did not see a trailer. Yeah yeah, I mean I'd, I'd recommend watching it. It as you I, the part that you were at it feels a little bit ho hum I would think, but it really picks up near the end. Okay, I'll finish um, it, it. It gets like really dark and you get really invested in what's going on even though you're not really earlier on in the series but it, it really becomes its own thing and not just more clone wars stuff not oh, just like an good. extended clone wars arc but yeah okay i promise i'll finish it don't promise me promise george lucas i promise george it's <laughs> what he would have wanted yeah he's struggling to feed his kids so <laughs> i'll go finish <laughs> that for him but uh yeah, so that's all we got? That's all I got. All right. Well, should we get right into the main beef of the episode? Let's get beefy. Okay. The peripheral. Amazon Prime. Uh, that is the main gist of this today's episode. We want to 
uh, have an educated conversation on a show we've both watched together. And then after our peripheral conversation, we'll get to a rundown on Weiwa. But, uh, okay, so peripheral. How many episodes have you seen? I've seen two episodes. Why'd you stop? Um, I was into it after one. I finished the second one and went, nope. What was it about the second episode? Because I, I, I kind of felt that way near the end of the first episode. To be honest, sure, it's it it drags a little bit. It's slow. It's really long. Let, let, yeah, too. let's let's establish that as these aren't sprint forty five minute episodes. These are like hour fifteen for every single one. Like they're mm-hmm. almost their own feature movie, and it's kind of a lot. To to explain why, I mean, I kind of have to get into like what I do and don't like about the show in general, um, and get kind of deeper into that. Let's it, do it. Yeah. So, the biggest thing was just kind of an overload of not so much story elements, but more like setting elements. Before you keep going, I will put on record I am through about four and a half episodes. Yes, so- I believe I walked in on you. Not watching Man on a Ledge. <laughs> Never <laughs> again. <laughs> I think you were in like the middle of episode five. So, yeah. Yes. So I've watched about four and a half episodes. So I have seen more than you, mm-hmm. but not all of it. Yeah. Okay. Continue. Helpful. Yes. So the futuristic part of it, I what was really had me on board after the first episode was I was really getting into the more near future world. So Where, Chloe Grace Mortez's like real or Moritz's real yes, twenty thirty three something I think like that, is what yeah. it is yeah I really enjoy futuristic settings that they're not like super over the top or like really technologically advanced mm-hmm. like and, she's still and, living in rural North right Carolina. And, and also like sort of like not post apocalyptic everything's bombed out it's just it's the future and things just kind of suck still like there's more technology but there's still poverty and there's still most of the problems that. Mm-hmm. we have and just like like the little things like of course like video games are all really heavily vr now and um everyone's got an apple watch of course that but mm-hmm. people like it, one thing that made me laugh was one of the first shots is in their house they have like a self-cleaning vacuum going around and i'm like those have like been around for a while i don't know why that's like a mark of the future but <laughs> All the all the cars look remarkably modern, like to our time too. It's like there yeah. hasn't been any <laughs> right. Yeah, people. Any... Yeah, it's it's not like that's a big thing you see in future, like Back to the Future. Is everything's a flying car, but mm-hmm. no, it's like people still drive cars. And it's like it's not even that they still drive cars. It's that they still drive cars that look exactly like our cars now. It's yes. like it's like they've advanced one model, except in the, when they're in like the fifteen years. Yes, <laughs> but those cars are from. So there's basically two timelines, right? Mm-hmm. And there's the the 2030, and then there's the 2070, mm-hmm. basically, and that's where the invisible cars are from. See, I didn't necessarily know that yet because, as far as I knew, the bounty hunters who came to take him out because of the message on the dark web were mm-hmm. just from the present. The message was from the future, but now, okay, huh? No, I'm not gonna watch mm-hmm. this anyway. But. Maybe I'm messing that up, but I'm pretty sure that those are the bounty hunters and that was something that was really odd to me because it's like when they discover the invisible car it's like well these guys are from the same timeline they're just ex-military who responded to this dark web bounty that got sent from the future but Mm -hmm. two people in that same timeline yeah i didn't get the impression that the car was actually from the future 
because why would it still be just a normal car? But I've 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 seen the part of the show where they talk about paying those people. Okay. So. Okay. Man, everything's getting no. And there's also so there's not necessarily like there's not people going back and forth between times like their yes. physical body. It's yes. like it's but remote you, but you can move your consciousness to yep. back and forth yeah essentially and so I, I was really into that near future world and even invested in the characters um mm-hmm. and everything going on with them and not so not so much opposed to the the far future it's just when you get too deep in the weeds of here's this grand vision of what the future looks like and there's all this technology and it just got a little bit much and like, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Like it, that's supposed to be a big draw of this series It's visually stunning. And it knocks your socks off with what this different world looks like. And then when they started having the conversation about how, when you like go back and forth, you create your own like timelines and alternate realities. I'm like, okay, yeah, I don't care. Don't want to get too in the weeds on like no. time travel. Law. And it did that in episode two. Like they know nothing. She knows nothing about this world that she's in. And he's already getting told these really complex details. And as, as the viewer, you're like, okay, I was like just getting acclimated to the first world they introduced <laughs> me to. And I just don't care. I'm not invested enough at this point to be drawn in by that, if that and makes sense. Maybe that's like the mistake of it too, because that like more, the, the closer world to us is, is very much just a backdrop to where the actual story right. ends. And, and once I realized ends. that, that was when I really, Really that kind of turned interest. you off yeah, yeah. so <clears throat> that that makes sense and I, i'm not gonna blame you for that and like i said i'm i'm probably gonna finish the show i'm gonna keep watching um because i i'm enjoying parts of it and um i wasn't necessarily turned off by that moment and i do think it has been pretty visually like it, it's a beautiful like a no, lot yeah, of, a, well lot, a lot of it's it looks well good sure. really looks like an amazon prime show mm-hmm. you know it's like a, this is a show they put a bunch of money into to make look really cool and there's pretty good actors and whatnot so um i'm probably gonna push through and just kind of see i i've kind of been uh, where i'm at in the show too you're you've been exposed to a little more of like the history of the um future world which gives a little more depth to what's going on in the present world too Mm -hmm. uh so there's a little more mystery and like anxiety about that world after you get through like episode four. But I do agree that like the, the farther ahead in the future timeline where most of the stuff is going down, there's, there's some corny like futuristic sci-fi stuff that goes down that I'm kind of like rolling my, I, I found myself rolling my eyes out a little bit, but not enough to like completely turn me off to the show. But yeah. I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that um, it's fantastic and it's a great piece of sci-fi work that you need to watch. But um, I guess I'll report back once I've like completely finished it, whether or not I think you should keep going. But where I'm at right now, I think it's take it or leave it. Right, because it's it's not something that's like easy to dabble in and be like watch a little bit here or there. It's like you need to sit down 15. and watch it like as a movie. Mm-hmm. And it's what like ten of those, eight, ten. Uh, I think it's. Have. I, th- I think I it's think eight. eight. We have I eight think right it's eight. Now. Yeah. Um. Man, I've got like four more hours to go. <laughs> right. It's dawning on you. <laughs> yeah, but the thing I think the show is at its best. There's there's a handful of characters kind of orchestrating the the behind the scenes plot, 
in the future timeline that when they're on the screen and they're all it is is just dialogue between them i think the show can be really electric mm-hmm. so what's his, the character's name uh lev subov mm-hmm. like his character uh when he's talking to wilf or any of the women in that compound or like the mansion kind of thing like i think those scenes are actually really electric because those characters kind of freak me out in a lot of ways except yeah. for wilf wilf's like a redeeming he, he's i think he's supposed to be more your tethering to real your, the reality you know and understand yeah he's like the intermediary yeah and he has his own like um horse in the race and like the, the his sister and all this stuff so there's there's some interesting stuff based on the wolf character i think that is kind of really keeping me into it what if i told you that there were not one but two actors from the hundred in this show uh that would be exciting because that'd be a first time i'd ever seen something with them in it uh what if i told you there's at least one actor from harry potter in this Ooh. Not as many as as mine. Who who's in the hundred? Um, so Eli Gorey, he plays uh Connor, I believe is his name, in the who's oh yeah multiple paraplegic the, the triple amputee. Yeah, he he is he's like a main character in the first season of the hundred, but not beyond that. I and like his character in the show as well. I, I I enjoyed it as well. Um, and then Chuku Modu, who plays Carlos, he's just one of uh Burton's friends. Yeah, like it's more of a background character, but nice. Yeah, he he's in the last couple seasons of the hundred and he's a main character but so these those two never got anywhere close to each other in the show there one was from the very beginning one was from the very end but it's just interesting to see them both <laughs> back in the same show interesting um yeah i don't have anything to add to that <laughs> <laughs> i no i just had to call it out <laughs> uh what do we think about the accents like Chloe, Chloe and uh, Jack Rayner's southern accents, or North Carolina accents. Do we think? How do I we thought feel they were them? West. Wasn't it West Virginia where they are? They're in North Carolina. Oh, man, I should pay closer attention. Um, you should have watched episode four where they like specifically talk about it. They feel like they're two a- two actors who are doing accents. Okay, that's how I feel. <laughs> that's how I feel too. Not not like so much that it takes you out of it. Like they're both good actors but it's like yeah you're you're stretching this <laughs> you've ever seen some of those shows um where the actor works really hard early on in the movie to like have an accent and then as it goes it just they just lose just it don't care i almost kind of wish they had that in this <laughs> by the <laughs> show like you're comparing game film and you're like oh they're not even yeah, trying like, anymore <laughs> it's like i wish chloe grace was pulling a will ferrell in eurovision where <laughs> Like, by the end of the movie, he's just Will Ferrell <laughs> and not trying to do an accent anymore. But I, I play that against something like Logan Lucky, where you have um, Daniel Craig and Adam Driver, mm-hmm. the last two people you'd ever expect to have Southern accents, and they just completely <laughs> own it, and it's completely believable. Granted, those are, like, two of the best professionals there are. Yeah. But Speaking of Daniel Craig, uh, Glass Onion and Knives Out stories coming to Netflix here shortly. Very excited to see that. Oh, that's a straight to Netflix one, isn't it? Well, it, it's it's been in theaters in select theaters for a week or two, I think, but uh, nowhere near where we where we live um, in theaters. But uh, yeah, it'll be going straight to Netflix after that. Do you want to know um, something fun about that movie? Glass Onion or Knives Out? The Glass Onion. Yeah. Sure. Um, one of the actors in that movie is one of the main characters in Outer Banks. Wow. 
this how did we let <laughs> as a society how did we let this happen how are people from the hundred and outer banks affecting things in our, that i want to watch in our most sophisticated highest level media and art how is ben's garbage tv <laughs> affecting my don't put this on world me. who is it what's, um what's her name her last day uh, madison klein i think okay um yeah i know who you're talking about yeah <sighs> man i'm sorry well, i i'm not responsible for this we are getting outer bank season three uh sometime in 2023 very disappointed we had to wait this long it came out in the summer the first two seasons yes you but... and every other 13 year old girl that watches that show <laughs> and we're all equally disappointed well, they, uh, most of those girls have aged out of caring by now. But so. I haven't. So, so <laughs> it's just you, I think. <laughs> Someone's got to pump the money their way. Someone's got to keep Netflix afloat single-handedly. Fair enough. Because the more subscriptions I buy, the more seasons of Outer Banks they'll make. Send me. Tell me where to send. Tell the me where to send the check. Tell me where to send the check. <laughs> so we know both of our opinions on the, the peripheral. peripheral. You're somewhat out. You're pretty out. I'm pretty yeah. indifferent, but going to keep watching for the mm-hmm. sake of finishing. If I, was, if I had made it farther before feeling this way, I might be like, you know, mm-hmm. I'll just get it out. But I have a hard time not finishing things once I've started, you know? Yeah. It's like I I might as I'm already over halfway through it. I might as well just push through. And I'm interested enough to do that, I think. And I'm not okay. watching anything else. Like, I'm not binging anything else hard right now. Yeah. I'm watching. Should we just move right in the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm. I'm watching um a couple shows that are coming out an episode at a time um once a week right now in white lotus on hbo and then i'm watching a show on uh, that's dropping on hulu once a week called fleischman's in trouble and that's pretty much all i'm doing i've heard a lot about white lotus but i have never taken the plunge for myself well you want to talk about it or I'll get to it at some point. Okay. You got HBO that, 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 yeah, No I more do. excuses. I do. That might be one for you to uh, recommend to me for us me to give it a try, and then we for our uh, chop it up here. As, for as our, our future, uh, future educated event. conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. next week. Well, it's funny that you mentioned starting things and not finishing them, because one of the things I watched was something I started and didn't finish on HBO Max, and that would be the 2018 rendition of Fahrenheit 451. Oh. Starring Michael B. Jordan. I f- had completely forgotten that this was made. Was it not good? It was. There's a reason you forgot. Because it feels. Do you remember our discussion when we did our female director and lead mm-hmm. movie swap? And did I you watch you it on 1.2? Yeah. And Numi Rapace in that movie. It feels like a JV level production with like star level talent in it. Like LeBron on last year's Laker team? Yes. That is Michael Jordan and Michael B. Jordan in. <laughs> He's the Michael Jordan, if you Michael will. Michael Jordan on the Wizards? Uh, yes. <laughs> um, it is so bland, so dull, and so uninteresting. And he is doing everything he can to try to make it salvageable. You know how hard it is to make the content of that book just like completely uninteresting? And they did it. They did it. <laughs> how do you take that book with that star performer and just make it? uninteresting and, and i was really only interested in the movie because i read the book fairly recently and i, I really en- enjoyed it and i'm like i want to see how this plays out in a movie and like oh you're gonna get michael b jordan like how how could this not be good yeah it, and it is surefire 
and they like they just take away so many of the main elements of what i was expecting to be there and so many of the conflicts and um it did the world didn't really look how i thought it was going to and yeah it it got completely panned by critics to it it was like a 4.9 on imdb and like a well like a i think it was in the teens on rotten tomatoes but I made it about half an hour, and I'm like, this is not worth Yikes. my time. I'm sorry, Michael B. Jordan. I'm I'm happy that you have the ability to do that. I'm good for you. I would have finished that movie. I finished Man on a Ledge. You finished Man on a Ledge. And, like, I couldn't do anything else until I did, too. <laughs> like, I just, I got to finish it. I can't leave, I can't leave things undone. Except for homework. I was always bad about that at school. <laughs> no. I, I never... Only the important things you finish. The other things are all secondary issues. Right? I'm just chasing serotonin over here, my guy. <laughs> okay, anything else? Uh, I did have a couple other things. One I'm going to get more in-depth with in the future, um, but it was a movie on Netflix called The Swimmers. Ew. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't, it wasn't a Netflix original. I think it played at some film festival first, and it just recently got put on there. But it was about two uh swimmers for the syrian national team uh two girls and then they are like trying out for the olympics basically right when the whole syria thing happened oh, okay. 2015 and so then they become refugees and they're trying to get to europe is and this documentary or no it, it's, it's a, a it's a movie it's but it's a, based okay. on a true story okay okay and i didn't know it was based on a true story till i finished and they're going through the stuff in the credits and i'm oh, like dang. and that that explained a little bit of it but um it yeah it's just basically like a refugee immigration story mixed with a sports drama hmm. and uh really good i there i have a lot to say about it i think but i'd want to bounce it off of someone else who has seen it first okay so we may be bringing that up in the future well i think I, i'll let you i don't have anything good off the top of my head to assign so do you want to assign that for next week yeah yeah the swimmers it's on netflix okay we are going to review the swimmers from netflix next week write it down yeah um other than that uh just um andor i finished that i nice. finished i actually caught up nice proud of you didn't take you an extra year no <laughs> we're making progress here very happy for you what a good show very good very good finale was good um i don't know if it quite lived up to what i thought it was gonna be just but it's such a high bar that had been set though like each little like three episode story arc was so so good and it didn't feel like it quite all tied together resoundingly at the end but they're also continuing it too yeah we get another season the the next season will be taking like covering a lot larger time period though yeah is so it'll it'll be interesting to see how they do it but i have full faith that tony gilroy will give us based on what we've seen give us yeah we have no reason to to doubt that it will be awesome Mm -hmm. what's our next star wars thing besides is it the next season of the mandalorian that's coming i honestly don't know i think it's early 2023 yeah um i hope we get the ahsoka show at some point too yeah i think that's on the horizon man we had a little star wars break right now maybe we should just enjoy it bad batch too i think that might be oh if they're already putting trailers out for it then yeah that'll be coming out soon yeah and that one i mean that doesn't take very long to make like they can pump the animation stuff out they've got they've got an army of animation is easy people yes yeah you don't i'm just saying logistically (laughs) it's not quite as much of a headache yeah you don't need to schedule actors you just pay 
animated. We talk about something else. Okay. Uh. I don't know. Yeah. What? Else? I don't know. Oh, now, I'm... now we've got nothing to say. I mean, season two of White Lotus, penultimate episode, came out this last Sunday. Uh, very, very exhilarating season of television. Um, I think I enjoyed the first season more so far. We'll have to see how the finale goes. Maybe the finale blows my socks off and and it and it catches up and surpasses. But I just thought I I thought the first season was just so expertly crafted in the themes and the direction and um, how subtle some of the the messages were. And and this season is looking at a much different issue that is a lot harder to be subtle with. So they, it just hasn't been, which at first really was kind of turning me off. But like throughout the season, I'm realizing that it's not, it's not a turnoff. It's just, it's just a completely different thing. And it, and it, it can be as equally as exhilarating and, and a lot of fun to watch. So Aubrey Plaza's in this season too. Oh, really? Um, yeah, she's been awesome. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Jennifer Coolidge is in the season as well. She's in both seasons. She's the only character in both seasons. But, uh, yeah, it's been – I really been enjoying it, actually. Well, I've darn near heard enough about it, so I think I'm going to have to try it at some point. And at the bare minimum, just the fact that Mike White, the director and writer of the show, was able to just push out, like, two seasons of this show so quickly – and have them both be good is just like uh, even if you don't enjoy the show you can respect like how like hard like that must have been and how talented this dude is for being able to do it we could do that well yeah i mean he's writing both these shows and he's won the starting job for the new york Jets. jets as well so like dude is a man of many talents he was on survivor too did you this is actually not a joke like mike white the guy who wrote White Lotus. White Lotus. Okay, was not, a, not the Mike White who's a quarterback. No, like the, he was on Survivor for a season. Playing for the Jets is like being on Survivor. Basically. Just as treacherous. Just as much backstabbing going on. It's true. Um, but, uh, yeah. 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 Shall we wrap it up? I think we should. Why don't you tell the people where to follow us? What's our Instagram handle again? W-A-Y-W-A-W-A uh, underscore podcast. If you like what you heard, follow us on Instagram at Waywa underscore podcast. Waywa underscore podcast. Go give us a nice going review wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to hit that subscribe button. For new episodes every Saturday. Every Saturday. Every Saturday. Every Saturday. Every single one. We hope you liked what you heard and we will see you next time. Because you're going to hear it every Saturday. Did I do that right? I think so. Okay, bye. Bye.